Yo, yo, what up? Listen, welcome to the Shooters Podcast. While I just do that and just stop. <laughs> but listen, welcome to the Shooters Podcast. This, uh, I'm your host, uh, Brandon Shotme, and where we talk about the business of photography and videography. So let's jump right into it. Uh, so I got a trash segment, right? Um, don't we got a trash name for this? Can somebody tell me get what the trash name is? Can somebody put in the comments something? Keep remind me. Send me a text, email, fax, smoke signal. Cause I keep having. I know Belange hit me, Ruby hit me, a lot of people hit me. Told me what the trash segment was, but I keep forgetting. Every time I do this, you know, I keep forgetting. But anyway, uh, I'm just call it trash segment, trash talk. I think somebody's supposed to trash talk. Regardless, we here now. Okay, so listen. Um, first of all, um, I don't lost my touch. Right. So my trash segment or uh trash what's whatever what's trash talk for me it was um maybe two maybe three months ago this is the first time this ever happened this is how i knew that i'm like jordan playing for the wizards like when jordan was good playing for the bulls then he started being trash and he started playing for the wizards that was me um i went all the way to this dude house right to shoot this on uh, this value content got there Got the joint set up. I even brought my daughter with me too. Got the joint. She was going to be my assistant. Get everything set up. Camera on the tripod. Put the lens on. And guess what? Guess. I left my entire SD card booklet at the house. The whole little SD card holder. The whole situation was at the house. So I said, oh. I got another camera. I just pulled the SD card out of that. There was none. What happened was I was dumping SD cards and most time I dump it in whatever format, whatever I need to do, put it back into the SD card, all my SD cards in one little folder and one little um, holder, put it back in my bag and be ready for the next shoot. But since I'm not shooting every day, I'm not practicing every day. I'm not doing this on it on you know I'm not not doing this on an ongoing basis like I used to. Um like I like like I say, I'm actually losing my touch. I'm like, I'm not as frequently as shooting as I used to. So I'm just I'm messing up here and there. When I went to the shoot, I'm like, crap, I gotta go back home and get it. But luckily, um he already had some SD cards, so I just used one of his. But um it won't get like I mean, I was just like, yeah. So um, yeah, I got I got to go back home, but for what? Um, I, I ain't got my I ain't got no 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 SD card. It's just seen the look on his face. You trash. <laughs> I'm like, and what's because you don't think SD card is that big of a deal, but I'm like, I can't even operate this camera at all. Without the SD card. You know what I'm saying? That's that little chip. I'm like, this big camera, we should be able to. You know what I'm saying? Oh, bro, that joint killed me. I was like, we can't, we can't do this joint at all. So, hang on, hold up. What in the world is happening? Okay. So, outside of that, I saw me leaving my SD card. I use his and I guess we were, we were good. It just wasn't, 
the SD card wasn't as good as mine. You know, mine's had like higher megabytes, higher write speed, and all this stuff. I had to get, I had to use what I could use. It was bad. It was horrible. But then my daughter was with me too. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to be showing her. You know, I'm supposed to lead by example. And um, she was just like, "Dad, you trash." Just like that in her voice, Dad, you trash. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's jump right into it. Now that we're done with that, wait, let me get y'all a way to solve that. So now what you want to do is opposed to having one central SD card holder, maybe have two. One that you always keep in the bag, or maybe not even a holder, maybe have two extra SD cards, put them in another area in your bag. So at least when you least come and bring your bag somewhere and you leave your holder or whatever, you still can bring out the emergency SD cards. Ah, I felt so bad. Okay, so let's jump into the real deal of today. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys five principles that photographers and videographers should live by. I'm sorry, let me let me say it again. Five life and business principles that photographers and videographers should live by. So here's where I got these principles from. I went live not um, not too long ago, and I created, um, well, I created this one a while ago. I call it the bar book, the bar book. So basically what I did was um, I used to coach a lot. I still do. I coach a lot, and I'd be dropping bombs on the phone. I'd be like, you need it, pop, 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 pop. And I'd be like, I got off the phone. Dang, you gave him some heat. What did you say? I'd be like, I don't remember. So now I'm starting to keep and tab my bars. I will stop anything I'm doing to go and drop the bar because think about all the greats, right? All these, you know, the Warren Buffett's, the Steve Jobs, whatever. All these people, well, Warren, Warren Buffett is, is Warren Buffett alive? He alive, ain't he? Okay. Um, yeah, he just, I guess he just keep, keep getting older. He's still here. Anyway, some of the people that are past and gone or some of the greats, you know, you want to document that process of like the things that they talk about when they were younger, the the bars that were dropping, the coaching, the advice. You want to have all this thing. That's why they write books. So I want to leave at least have the bars and quotes, you know, in my, you know, in my notes or in my possession. So that way, when I get I get older or whatever it looks like, or when someone's come to me and ask me for something, I can at least give them the same advice that I gave um, someone else. So I created a bar book. I feel like every entrepreneur business owner anybody giving advice should also have a bar book as well okay my bar book is basically just notes on my phone your bar book you can write it down in a journal it's up to you but when you're dropping bomb somebody and it's some good advice and it's something that people can use and another person needs to hear it somebody like me i'm gonna forget it but i'm gonna need you to be on point and we're gonna write it down and we're gonna pass it on to the next person let's jump into it so here's our five things. I got this from my live the other day. I wrote it all down on my bar book and I'm about to read them all to you right now. All right. So here's the first one. Okay. I was going live and, you know, a guy came on there. And he was just talking about how he wanted to be the best shooter. So here's what I said. I said, I don't want to be the best shooter. I will much rather hire the best shooter. here's what i meant by that because he mentioned that you know of course as a creative you want to be the best you know i want to be the best and of course you want to be the best 
right? And I was like, well, no, not really. <laughs> Think about it. You're looking at, look at Michael Jordan, right? Whoever is making, you know, Michael Jordan is, is, is making money. I'm not talking about shoes and all the sponsors and all the other stuff. I'm talking about him as a basketball player. He's making money, right? A lot of money. But how much money is the person making that's cutting Michael Jordan's check? So you're just a, not you're just, I mean, you're a player, you're a talent, which is great. I need to use you to be able to dunk on people, do the crossovers, do the dag on the tongue, got your mouth. I need you to do the whole thing. Let me know when you get done. Played a good game this season. Good game this season. Yeah. Mhm. So check. And then I sit back and watch him play. Okay. Now, that's still not a bad thing for either person. But it's just a personal preference for me. Okay. So, Michael Jordan, he's playing, right? He's love it. The game of basketball, he loves it. So, same thing for you. You love the game of shooting, photography, and videography. But there's going to be a point in time where you might want to retire early. I mean, who knows? It could be you could be retired. I mean, you, can, you can retire at whatever age. You can retire at 30 or 40, 50, 60. It's, it's up to you. But at that point in time, do you still want to be the best? Do you still want to look back and say that I was the best? Or you just love the game and you want to keep the game going? Where you make money and you're able and you're also able to help other shooters make money as well. So if you're getting paid $5,000, you're able to pay a shooter up and coming that reminds you of yourself that's just like yourself pay them a thousand two thousand dollars whatever something that you didn't have growing up and now they get an opportunity to go and shoot underneath your um whatever your your agency or whatever you have okay so something you want to think about as principal i live by i recommend you live by it too okay let's jump right into Okay, you don't get paid for creativity. You get paid for everything else. Now, I know this is going to um, ruffle a lot of feathers because the whole goal is you to be like, oh, I'm trying to be creative. That's what the more creative I, I am, the more money I make. That's a lie. I know a lot of people are going to think about the Picassos and all that. Okay, let it go. All right. Okay. Let it go. I'm talking about photographers and video everyday photographers and videographers who are trying to make two to ten grand a month. The more creative that you have that you get, you don't get paid more. Because your client has a certain vision or something that they want. And then you can be so creative that you get off the rails of doing other stuff. Okay, so the creativity is not they're not paying you for that. They're paying you for everything else, not how much creative juices that you can come up with. It's your efficiency. It is your um, your customer service. It is your style. It is your promptness. It is your humor. It is your personality. It is everything except for your creativity while shooting. That might be 10 percent of it. Put it like this. If you said, 
I'm going to do your shoot. I'm going to be as creative as possible. I'm, I'm the most creative person. I'm the most creative photography photographer you'll ever meet. And they say, all right, great. You And they pay you $2,000. You take the $2,000 and guess what? You show up late. You take the uh, $2,000, but then you didn't, you know, you didn't have, you did, you guys didn't match energy while you was on the location or while you was on set. You take the $2,000, you take four months to get the project back. You take the, the um, $2,000 and you don't have contracts, invoices um, in place so they can't even get a refund on their money if something crazy would have happened. You think you're getting paid for creativity? No. No. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Creativity costs time. And time, people aren't willing to waste. Creativity costs time and time people aren't willing to waste. So meaning while you um I had a guy, um, we was we was like in the same I guess, you know, um, I guess niche essentially. And what happened was I just took off. The reason why I took off and this person stayed stayed um the same was because that they didn't they always had the excuse of, you know, creativity just takes time. You know, you get this project back whenever whenever you get it back. Okay? With me personally, I'm like, what is it that you need? What is them that you absolutely what is the you know, the minimum or whatever that you need? I need you know, I need to be a video, 60 seconds, testimony, whatever. Great. I'm going to get that back to you. A day, two days. Boom. You got it. Or this person is still thinking about the create the creative process, adding more stuff to it. You know, two weeks, three weeks, four months later. So. Creativity is going to cost the, the client time. And the client doesn't have time to waste. Okay. Now, this these are two things that kind of geared towards some things on on the live. I had someone come in and tell me that um, they want to come to my conference, but they had to uh, to work. So here's what I said. I said there's more opportunities to get a job, but less opportunities for an opportunity. So. What happened was, what happened was, you know, there's opportunities that come to us, you know, all the time, every day. It might be every day. They just come often, right? And you have to have vision to be able to recognize that it's an opportunity. Okay. Once opportunities, you know, once you come across the opportunity, you have a decision to make. And that decision, nine times out of 10, depending on how big the reward is, it could be a big sacrifice. Or a big risk. And if you are. Believing yourself enough. To know that if I take this opportunity. And the things that comes outside. Or, or after this opportunity. Could be a big reward for me. I'm willing to take it. If you can think this through. And say you know what. I'm willing to make this sacrifice. Or this risk for this reward. Then you will. Then you will go for You will go for the opportunity. 
and essentially forget about the job. Okay. I'm not telling anybody to leave their job, take off whatever, or do whatever they you know, and get fired, essentially. What I'm saying is you're more likely to get another job as opposed to as opposed to the opportunities that you come across. So you gotta think to yourself, when opportunities come, how many times is this opportunity gonna come back to me? Could this be the opportunity that's going to take my life and my business to the next level? And then you got to turn around and look at whatever's holding, standing in your way or whatever's holding you back. How would this thing benefit me right now? And are you willing to put up with whatever the consequences that come with it if you do decide to take that, 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 that opportunity and make a sacrifice? Are you willing to put up with the consequences or deal with it, whatever they may be? Last but not least. Oh, kind of kind of piggyback. If you take no risk. If you take no sacrifice. There is no reward. Period. If you take no risk. If you take no sacrifice, there is no reward. Period. So people think that they can just, um, you know, like like blow up, glow up, whatever the thing is, level up. They think they can just, just do it. That's not the way it works. Okay. You heard the saying, you have to go down and come up. Because you have to understand the power of sacrifice. You have to understand the power of losing something. So that way, when you gain something, you'll appreciate it. You know, that's why a lot of, um, you know, you heard, you heard those old people say they got these kids. And they're like, um, I guess like spoiled brats or whatever. Because they always gain. Right. They always get something. New TV, new car, new phone, you know, uh, whatever. Whatever. You know, always getting hurt in no time, whatever. But the people who come from struggle, I'm not saying if you I'm not saying if you had the things you had in life, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the the ones that are um I don't know, whatever you want to call spoiled breasts, whatever that looks like to you. Okay. But the ones who come from nothing, the ones who come from struggle, basically the ones who didn't have much that is that's uh, that's constantly losing, it feels different when they win. Okay. Winning is not winning winning is an accomplishment for them. As opposed to winning being something that something that's normal. Now, I do want us to normalize winning. I do want us, I do want us to win every day. And make sure that it's normal. But there is power in taking risks and power in sacrifice. Okay, I'm gonna tell you say, oh wait, I need to get this level. Let me go. Let me just go go throw something away. That's not the way it works. Majority of times when there's an opportunity, it's majority of the time there's always a sacrifice for you to get it. Okay. Okay. Well, we're done here. Whew. That was a lot of pressure. So listen, y'all. <laughs> that is five. That's part one. We should do a part two because I got all these bars in the bar book. So when I go live again, we'll do a, a part two. 
and whatever parts I get from this live, I'll drop it in here. But that is the five um, life and business principles for photography and videography that you should live by. Make sure if y'all haven't noticed, I got my, let me see, got my yellow on today. Okay. Got the yellow on day. This is the yellow edition. Okay. Um, we're talking about um, the yellow print. So make sure you guys go to um, the yellowprint.com to be able to get your tickets to the yellow print business conference. It's the first ever. Okay. Business conference for photographers and videographers. Make sure you get your tickets. See y'all there. That being said, um, I respect the shot. I respect the shooter. We lit!